Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the ME7 podcast. Lewis here on hosting duties for the first time ever, usually guests, so we'll see how this goes, I suppose. But yeah, welcome. Hope everyone is good. We are preparing to face Tranmere Rovers this weekend. A good, a good game on paper, but we all know it's never that easy in this league, I suppose. Uh, I'm joined by Owen tonight at the minute, but if you want to speak, please do request it. Um, we're keen for more people to get involved with the show and give their opinion, opinions and all things Gillingham. So if you want to have your say, please do request to speak. But Lewis and Owen here at the minute. Um, also, a happy Thanksgiving to, to Brad and Shannon and the Gallison family for today and all those that um, celebrate in America, I suppose. Um, we're certainly thankful for all the work they've done. Wanted to start by giving a shout out to the youth team who are currently, I believe, drawing one all uh, with Eastley in the youth cup at Priestfield. I was going to head down, but I was out until about half an hour ago, so I couldn't make it. But hopefully, the boys get the job done. Um, seems to be a close game there. Seems to be a relatively quiet week overall. Um, it has been um, a good week of training for Clements and Stockdale and the team. Uh, can only be good after Saturday showing where they had their first full week in charge, if you like, where they had the week to work with the team after so many games. Speaking to Clements last week, he was saying that it was a real pleasure to, you know, have some actual training sessions with the team, being able to put a bit more on of what he wants to do. And we saw that reap rewards on Saturday. So, yeah, happy days. Um, not much else has been going on, really. A few quick-fire questions for Jake Turner were shared on the socials. I think the sportsman dinner, sportsman's dinner's going on tonight at Priestfield. Um, Danny Kedwell and Jack Payne are there. A few other bits. Well, Charles and Tickets are on sale. Sam Gales joined Hastings on loan. I believe he started and got a clean sheet in a 4 0 win on his debut on Tuesday. Uh, Half-season tickets are on sale too, but I think that might have been last week. So, it will all kick off again on Saturday after a good week of preparation for Tranmere. Uh, I'm going to bring Owen in now. I don't know why he's not hosting this, to be honest, but I'm doing it. Um, hopefully it's not been too bad. He's already messaged me, mocking me for saying happy Thanksgiving. But, you know, when your owners are American, that's what you do. Um, so, yeah, I've only got a brief plan for this, really. But we've had a good win last weekend. One that not many people saw coming, to be honest. Obviously scoring three goals. We've had some time to reflect on things now. Owen, good evening. Um, what's your emotions now? few days on from Saturday's result. Hello, mate. Um, it's nice to be on the, on the heavy seed um, of this for a change. You know, sometimes you need a little break. It's nice to see you're growing into your your new role. Um, yeah, um, obviously it's been near enough a week since uh, the Salford game. We saw how impressive we were in the second 45 of that game. Um, first half, bit of a non-event, very even. But the second half, we really came into our own and started to started to show what uh, what the base of a Stephen Clement side is, is going to look like. And um, yeah, from what we saw, it's uh, all very positive. Um, as you said, not much um, not much really going on this week, as you'd sort of expect, I suppose. But it's nice that the boys can get another full week of training on the pit, uh, training week in and not have an interruption in terms of a Tuesday game in the Papa John's Trophy or whatever else it could be. But yeah, I think, I think rightfully we'll go into... We're going to Saturday with a with a lot of confidence against the Tranmere side, who are pretty much stagnating from where they were when they've sat their managers to where they are now. I know they've got um, where is it Adams? They got in? Adkins. Sorry, uh, they got in. I think that was meant to be a 
short-term appointment, but ended up being a bit of a longer one and I envisaged. But since he's come in, they haven't really picked up form. They haven't massively dropped off from where they were either, which is still quite low to start with. So they've pretty much just stagnated. looks like it's going to be a, a fight for them to maintain their League 2 status and certainly not the sort of season we'd expect from a Tramir side who seem to be quite regularly chasing um, playoffs and League 2 minimum, etc. But doesn't look like that's going to be the case this season. But yeah, I feel good about... Um, Feel good about us at the minute. Obviously, it was a shaky start with the Wrexham game uh, the week before last, and then we came against um, on paper a decent Salford side and really put them to the sword second half. So I think we'll take a lot of confidence from that performance last week and hopefully bring it into this week. Are we expecting? Do you think to you know be a bit more free scoring now? I think we saw a lot of signs on Saturday of what Clemens wants to do. Like you say, the first half was a bit flat. Um, you know, I think we probably scored against the run of play, but second half, we blew them away, really. Um, you know, lots was made of the inclusion of Tom Nichols up front rather than Macaulay Bond. Um, you know, a lot can be made of the system. It's very rare that we see a sort of flat-out 4-3-3 at Priestfield, really. Um, obviously, George Lapsey had a bit more licence. But do you think we can, we can? you know, it's not just selection-based, is it? You know, systems and trying to get the ball forward a, a bit more... Um, not slower, but, you know, passing through the lines, let's say, rather than just going a bit longer or direct um, and and getting balls into the box where more players are going to attack it. You know, we, we mentioned on Saturday, um, I think you were hosting, you know, actually doing your job. But when, might have been James, actually, I can't remember. But we said about Clements acknowledging that our crossing stats were really poor and we wanted to improve that. And, you know, we did that on Saturday. Are we expecting it to have been fixed now or are we expecting you know, slow sign still, do you think? Uh, I mean, look, you've got to understand um, as fans as we, we are, we want everything to be perfect straight away. But the fact is football's very rare um, in that sense that it's going to happen like that. But, you know, we, when we first brought in Harris, we got quite a good few results off the back of it and, you know, nearly stayed up and survived. Whereas this season, we're hoping that Stephen Clemens hits the ground running will be getting the same results and, and pushing ourselves further at the table. But, you know, in terms of the stylistic avenues, he wants to go down, things like that, and progressing it onto an actual pitch on a match day, it, it's going to take time. It's not going to be perfect immediately. Um, you know, as much as we want it to be, it doesn't work like that. Um, league two is a very rough and tough league. It's full of different dynamics in terms of styles. You have some teams who can play pretty attractive football, and then you have other teams who are going to present more of a forward-thinking you know, from straight from the defence to an attack sort of style and, you know, hoofball and whatever you like. We, you know, we've seen a lot of that from uh, from ourselves in recent months, so we know what that's about. And it's about being able to adapt to different scenarios, have different dynamics in mind and not just have one set style. Um, obviously, we have a style that we want to go with under Clements, which is more playing it on the floor and getting into wide attacking areas and, you know, getting those crosses into the box, which obviously proved to be effective last week. And then, also showing a different side to us when we're maybe trying to hang on to a game. We haven't really seen that yet because, you know, although we were we were winning uh, against Salford, you'd expect them to come on strong. It, it didn't really happen, so we didn't really have to have that um, siege mentality at the back, if you like, to keep the keep the result as it was because we weren't really that troubled. If anything, we looked more likely to score a fourth than they did to get a second to get back, get back in the game. But, yeah, I, I like what I see from, from, from what I saw last week and, you know, Clements... Had to make a, a decision with, you know, like he said, relieve Macaulay Bon out. He's 
you know, been a polarising figure for a lot of Jules fans since his arrival. I've, I've still maintained the, the opinion that he's done very well for us so far. Maybe not on the goal scoring statistics, but I still think he has done very well. And I think whether we went with him or Tom, we would have won that game last week. But I am delighted for Tom to get off the mark because he's needed that for a while. I know he scored, I think, is it three in all competitions now, maybe four? Uh, three or four. Got the loot on one, didn't he? Got the goal on Saturday, the Hereford goal. I think it's three, unless I'm missing one. But regardless, um, he needed that and you know, I, I think we've got to just take it as it comes. And I know it sounds really obvious to say, but we're going to see a lot of dynamics change in this Gillingham team between now and the end of the season as they get used to the way of playing that Stephen Clements wants. And obviously that will probably improve, as you'd expect, with quality coming in in January, which you know, you'd know you expect would, would happen. We'd get you know maybe one or two. I don't think we need a lot, but you think we'd get... Um, some new players and personnel on board to to fit the system. Someone, Pete players that Clemens wants himself because this isn't this isn't his squad. It's not any of the players that he signed, of course. So he'll want to put his own marker on that in January, and we'll we'll see what happens from there. But you know, we're having a lot of players now who, uh, you know, certainly looked a lot better in the second half against Salford under this new system than they ever did for periods of this season. You know, Johnny Williams that was by far and away the best I've seen him. I wasn't at Wrexham. I know he's. Apparently quite good that day, but I didn't see it and we lost the game. But last Saturday, I thought Johnny Williams was brilliant. Um, Max Clark was a lot better than we've seen him. I, I don't expect him to be in the side again this weekend because Scott Malone's back fit and available. But, you know, you can see improvement levels uh, really go up in terms of certain players and certain dynamics in which they play. You know, there's certain players who play a week in, week out under Harris who probably aren't going to get looking between now and the end of the season. That's what happens when, when you change a manager. But, you know, I feel very positive, I think, is, is what I'd say about it right now. Yeah, I was going to mention um, sort of in, individual players. I don't want to sort of repeat ourselves too much of what we said on Saturday, but you know, everyone that was speaking on that show said that they were quite surprised by the by the lineup. And I think you make a really good point about Bon and Nichols. Um, you know, it looks as if Clements favours one up front, really. Uh, and he'll learn, I suppose, as time goes on. Like, although he's he's sort of mixed up his systems in terms of, um, you know, Wrexham, he played four three three with Mahoney centre mid and Clark and Williams out wide. And you know, even though he did that, it was still unchanged personnel wise from Keith Millen's final game. And uh, yeah, he he he's going to want to want to look at players. And as you said, as time goes on, he's going to mix it up in terms of what he wants. You know, maybe Tom Nichols suits a bit better playing on the floor, even though ironically he scored with his head, which um, a lot of Jules fans I know have been longing for. But yeah, I thought he had a really good game Saturday and it'll be interesting to see how that changes as time goes on. Um, you know, like you say, January is around the corner and we're going to want to add. Um, for me, the thing I think the main thing that sticks out in terms of what we need is, is pace, whether that comes up front or out wide. I think it's really good to have Ashley Madison back. He's our quickest player, I think, in the squad, it's fair to say. And obviously start well, came on up front originally and then was pushed out wide on Saturday. And I think he could do an interesting job on the left if needed. But I think Johnny Williams is almost making that his own, which ironically, when we all called for his head when he was playing out on the left under Harris, you know, he's now flourishing there. Albeit in the two games and in the first one, we played really poorly. But, you know, I'm referring to Wrexham where he was our best player and then um, against uh, Salford at the weekend, you know, arguably our best player as well. But that's right, it, it was it was you hosting it because I remember we all did our vote for who the best player was. But yeah, Johnny Williams was in that was in that shortlist and 
I think now where he can sort of play on the left and, and play in the half spaces, which you know, I understand it's a bit of football jargon. It's just sort of imagine if you divide the pitch into five uh, lengthways, that would be basically two and four. So he can operate in those sort of areas where he's best, really. So yeah, really looking forward to seeing that. But I do think we need a bit bit of pace out there. Um, you know, Conor Mahoney's been brilliant. Jaden Clark's been okay in spells, but that sort of addition as well. And yeah, maybe up front, you know, maybe a bit more covering defence that suits Clemens' style a bit more. Um, but yeah, it's happy days. I'm I'm often one to jump quite quickly originally. So on Saturday, I was really really happy and been reflecting over the last few days on on what happened, and I'm really excited because I think he's landed on something already where this system really suits us with Lapsley and Jeffries sort of playing either either side of Coleman and Williams and Mahoney with Nichols. Um, I understand you just sort of said it, Owen, really, but I know you were very much in the Harrison camp and not asking you to make a decision on Clements already, but how has it sort of gone in terms of what you were hoping for by now? Like, how do you compare it? Because obviously, like you said, it went well on Saturday, second half, and we could see what he's trying to do. But are you, you know, are you open to this? I don't know how to phrase it, really. Obviously, you're open, open to it being a success. But, you know, how are you feeling about it now compared to how you were maybe a week or two ago in terms of what we're trying to do with this project? Well, yeah, well, I've opened it, opened it to a bit of success. I've always wouldn't be a Gillingham fan. And, uh, you know, I spoke about Neil Harris to the death and, you know, I'm sort of done with it now. <laughs> I think everyone would, would like me to be done with it as well, talking about it. Um, he's gone. There's no need to bring it up anymore from my point of view. Um, <clears throat> but look, Stephen Clements was... The, the main appeal for me when he came in actually was quite... was actually that he was quite an unknown. And with that, it doesn't... Yeah, it brings pressure, but not as much as if he was a household household name coming in who's achieved this, that, and the other, and the expectation level was a you know through the roof because of what they've done in the past. Whereas Clemens doesn't really have that that um, monkey on his back, so to speak. So I think there was the element of the unknown, which was quite appealing when he came on because none of us really knew what to expect. But from what we've seen, we can we've seen signs of what he's been trying to do. Um, I didn't watch the Hereford game; I saw the highlights, but it, I think that's hard to gauge when it's against the team. Two divisions below you, who you expected to beat, and thankfully uh, we did. Um, the Fulham game I went to, I, I don't, I don't think we played particularly well at all. But it's a, you know, it's a makeshift team with players who haven't had that many minutes, mixed with some players who played quite a few against a team of kids. Again, you can't really put too much on that. It's all about the league fixtures, really. And Wrexham, it seemed like we did actually create fair enough chances, which couldn't put them away. You know, the one from Shadow who puts wide the blatant penalty that wasn't given as well, and but we made two defensive errors and, and we lost the game. So, <clears throat> it, from from what I've seen, obviously, on Saturday as well, is I've seen slowly signs of what we want to try and do. We did seem to have our foot on the ball a lot more, especially going to Wrexham. I think we ended up with more possession, which I know doesn't win your games. It's not that important, but it does show the basis of what we're trying to trying to achieve. We're trying to get on the front foot. We're trying to pass the ball around and on the floor rather than just hoofing it up in the air, which although was effective a lot of the time under Harris, especially last season and, and the start of this one, it, you know, I can understand it wasn't the the prettiest to watch and I completely understand that point of view. But, um, you know, I, Ideally, you, you always want to watch your football team play the ball on the floor, play attacking, um, exciting football, which, you know, in League Two is quite hard to come by. Um, I think probably the best team at that, at that is probably Mansfield, to be honest. I know Stockport are top, but I think they're a bit more direct than perhaps Mansfield are. Um, and yeah, that's the sort of team we want us to become. And you know, it's going to be tough um, to, to get into those positions, not the playoffs, but the top three, of course, to be where those teams I just mentioned are. But 
I think in time we will get to that level, whether it's all set in stone by this season or next, I think we will get there under Clements and I'm seeing the signs that, that we can become a good footballing team and it'll be interesting in January. I think it's going to be a very different January to last year because obviously we all know last year we basically needed a whole new team in one month due to the horrific circumstances we were in. But this time I think it's going to be more about fine-tuning them and we'll be able to tell a lot by certain players that Clements goes for and tries to get in. I saw Kenny Jacket was at um, Barnet yesterday. I've mentioned the name uh, Idris Karnu a few times as someone I'd really like us to get involved uh, with Barnet and try and see if we can make something there because I think he's one of the most talented players in, in the National League, although they are, I think, I, I'm not sure where they are after their result yesterday because they lost to Oldham, didn't they? But I'm sure they're in the top three to five or somewhere like that in the National League behind Chesterfield. So, it might be a bit of a difficult deal to make because if we take them off them, that probably ruins their chances of going up. But again, it's it would be a young, exciting player who would fit the mould of what Clements is looking for. And I think that is the type of player he's going to be looking for. Someone who's got a lot of potential we can play. is better suited more to an on-the-ground attacking style of play. And I, I think what I've seen so far, I'm, I'm really happy. And, you know, it's going to take time. I said this, but... I think we will start to see uh, a Stephen Clements side looking in, in full effect sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think, you know, Kenny Jacket was at that Barnet game. And I think Andy Hesenthaler was at Ebbsfleet on Tuesday, which, you know, could have just been a go and watch a game or whatever. I'm not sure how much talent he would have picked up there because I was there as well and it was not the highest of standards. But, you know, out and about, which is good. Um, like you say, it'll just be a bit of fine-tuning and not signing dozens of players um but yeah i think that's what's exciting really isn't it with with clements is that if he does nail it it's going to be really impressive um like you say there's some good football inside in this division mansfield um perhaps a bit less so but still quiet Notts county as well um really interesting video of their manager speaking about short corners that's been going around which is which is good um but yeah we'll, we'll see where we end up coming into the season um We've lost Owen, which is great. So it's just me. Hopefully, you can still hear me. Um, oh, he's come back in. Let me um, accept his request. Like the pro um, space hoster I am. Owen's back. Um, okay. Yeah. So Stephen Clements spoke to the press today, um, obviously giving his midweek sort of preview of the game. Obviously saying it's been a been a good week of training. A little update on the. Um, on the fitness front, um, I can't remember who the player was actually that did the speak today. Um, I think it was Jake Turner, wasn't it? Which is, you know, it's been the week of Jake Turner with his um, little clips on social media as well, where he said Max Aimer wants to be a goalkeeper. So make of that what you will. But yeah, I haven't I haven't watched the full interview because they're not out yet. Um, but we've got a little bit of a fitness update. We're expecting Scott Malone to be fit for the weekend, which is good. Like Owen said a little bit earlier on, uh, Max Clark did okay at the weekend. Um, I wasn't quite as sold as Owen and Matt were on Saturday, but I think he's a good backup. Um, I think he grew into the game definitely, and that's a position where we have decent depth. I think Max Clark was probably signed to be first choice until the Malone situation come around. Um, but yeah, if Malone's back, that's great. Obviously, he's been one of our best players this season. Might have a fight to get back in the team, but you would expect that he probably will. Um, Ollie Hawkins is close, which, which is excellent. Obviously, not seeing him this season. Definitely gives us a different route of playing. Um Robbie McKenzie's close as well, potentially be involved, I think. And then we're pretty much at 100%, really. And the squad will be tested ahead of a busy Christmas period. But 
we're going to get to the point where we're leaving good players out the out the squad. Um, obviously, we don't have to include an academy player in our squad at the minute because I think it's because of a loophole where if you've sold an academy player for a certain amount of money in the last few years or something, you get away with that. And I think Joe Walsh's move to QPR has allowed us a little loophole in that. So we've generally had a strong bench. Um, but this is where we're going to find about find out about how good our squad is, I suppose. And these backup players that you might not consider Stephen Clements players, such as Max Aymer, Tim Dieng maybe, um, you know, Ashley Addison's coming back. We'll have to see where he's fitting in, people like that. So, yeah, this is where the squad's going to be stretched. But, Owen, how exciting, I suppose, is it to have these players coming back, the likes of... Ollie Hawkins, um, obviously Robin McKenzie is quite versatile and, and Malone's going to be back as well by the sounds of things. So I think Hawkins is the main one if we can get him close. But, you know, if we have, then we've basically got our full squad fit. Yeah, the main one, obviously, um, is Ollie Hawkins and he's someone that we've missed a lot this season. We know that um, there are certain instances in games where you would have been begging for an Ollie Hawkins to come on to help us get that late goal or to help us see out a lead by being someone who can hold it up up front and, you know, the sheer size of him. You know, when Matt Smith scored that goal last week, I was thinking immediately, you know, I wish we had Ollie Hawkins on the pitch to, to do that for us. But obviously it's not been a possibility this season at all. Um, you know, we've, the, the problem is it's hard to get excited about Ollie because, you know, it's not because I don't rate him, I do rate him very highly, but we've seen it a few, a few times this season where he's been back on the grass, where he's been very close. There was a time where he was, uh, I can't remember what game it was for, but he was made the bench for a game, you know, maybe a month or two ago, and it looked like it was all going to be fine. He didn't get on that game, and then he was out again for a further period after that until this point. So it does seem very stop-start in terms of what his recovery. Um, so, you know, him being back on the grass is a positive, but is it is it going to be something that's, going to go away and allow him to play consistently for us. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. I did see someone on our podcast the other day said that he was apparently getting injections which meant he wouldn't feel pain for a few months. Um, hopefully that is the case, um, but I'm not entirely sure how that works. Um, but if it is and he's able to play for us, then it's a, it's a great asset to have. But I, I do have that trepidation with him just because it's been so stop-start with potentially coming back and then being out again quite a few times this season. But I do hope for his sake and for ours that it is this is finally the return of him and we start to see him more regularly in a dual shirt because he was a massive asset to us. Um, Nadison coming back as well is, is really helpful. Um, you know, he's got that raw pace up front, which we need. I think he's going to be someone again who's quite important coming off the bench when we're looking to, you know, replace tired legs with someone who's pure pace and can get in behind and create us something on the break if we're defending or again, if we're going forward looking for a winner, can be that outlet as well in a more... Um, speedy sense in a Hawkins who's more powerful sense if you like and you know Malone obviously has only been out for one game but we all know how important he is and you know Timmy's come back recently as well um, he's looked like he's just getting back into the swing of things obviously a few substitute appearances but another very important player and yeah I think we, we basically will be set as a squad and certainly until January as long as we don't pick up anything else um, injury wise and I think that's going to put a certain struggling position we've been in all season in terms of availability which is good and I think, you know, not to use like a cliche, but if Hawkins does come back and he's fit and ready to go, he will be like a new signing himself because he hasn't played all season. But yeah, I, I'm really excited about Ollie coming back specifically. I do think we've missed him a lot this season. I think he brings so much to this team. But again, there is just that bit of trepidation about, you know, the stop-start nature of his injury, which I know he can't control, of course. Um, 
you just sort of worry a bit, don't you, in terms of if he comes back, how long is it going to be before he's back out again due to the you know, obscure nature of the injury he's got, which obviously is nobody's fault, but it is yeah, really frustrating, no, no more so for, than for him. Yeah, I think that's a good analogy that he'd be like a new sign-in, really. I think there are a number of occasions where, you know, Neil Harris would have loved to have had him available when we would have loved to have had him available. You mentioned Matt Smith on Saturday. We've got a decent header of the ball as well in our team. It's just about getting them fit. And we don't all know the ins and outs, but hopefully for Ollie and for our sake, um, he can get fit. And yeah, then we've got got a lot of options, really, which which is good to see. Um I suppose we should start looking at the weekend then. Um, Tranmere Rovers, a quite low down in the league, quite below expectations really, I think. I spoke to one or two of their fans this week and they've been a bit frustrated, but I think the appointment of Nigel Atkins has been welcomed. Um, Stephen Clements said today he's someone who he's got a lot of respect for. Uh, probably someone that he was, you know, they might have just missed their crossover, but when he was with Steve Bruce doing the rounds, Atkins was sort of one of those names that was floating around the Premier League, so they might have crossed paths one or two times with each other, but not as first-team coaches, as obviously this is Clements' first first role as a first-team coach. So, yeah, it's a bit it's a bit weird for Tramley. They're obviously in a similar position to what we were this time last year, where they're trying to just, you know, they're not, they're not as down as we were, I suppose, but they're down there and they're fighting and they might have to be refocusing their aim, really. Um Nigel Atkins hasn't had the worst start. He's like you said, they've stagnated a bit. Nothing's really picked up. But I think in the last couple, they've picked up four points against a couple of relegation threatened teams. Um, obviously, threw away the lead at Sutton at the weekend, which they'll be frustrated by. But obviously, um, back at home this weekend for them, and we're away from home. Um, you know, if this was at home, you'd almost have it as a banker. But we're away from home, and our away form isn't great. We know it's a lot harder to go away, especially with a long journey. Um, Owen, how do you think we approach this one to try and take the the positive mood and the positive result into this weekend? Yeah, like you said, and, and like I mentioned earlier, Tranmere very much punching below their weight at this moment in time. Uh, bottom uh, is only two points away from them. So, you know, if they lose a start and get a victory, they could be sitting at the bottom of the table. Um, coming into Saturday, and I think there's, there's you know, we... I don't want really to think about generous Gillingham because that does tend to be the case a lot of the time. But, you know, when they, when anyone needs a result down the bottom, it is usually prime time to play us so they can make that happen. But I'm hoping that won't happen this time around. I think we, we're in a good position now. Um, the players will be full of confidence, I'd imagine, after the end of... <clears throat> after the second half of last week, taking that into this week, full week on the training pitch. Um, that with, with all due respect to Tranmere, I don't think there's really anything to fear. Um, going there, Printon Park. I know we don't have a best record there, but we don't tend to have a great record in many places, do we? But you know, it's only four wins for them this season. Um, that's we've got nine, I think now. So we are, we, you know, without being arrogant, we are clearly the better team. We need to go there and impose ourselves on the muddy doors. And you know, with the form they've been in this season, I can't imagine it would take too much for their home crowd to start to get frustrated and start to get worried about what's going to happen. And you know, the frustration again from not getting a result potentially and. Yeah, I don't think there's anything for us to worry about going now. I think we need to just stick to our game plan, play the way we want to play, and I do think we'll get the result. I think if we do lose on Saturday, it'll be a really, really poor result. I don't think there'll be any any getting away from that, whatever the circumstances, because you know if you want to be a team who are going for the playoffs and you know maybe a bit more, then these are just simply the games you have to win. There's no 
ifs and buts, maybe is that you have you have to win games like this. You can't be dropping points to teams right down the bottom of the table. I know these freak results can happen sometimes where, you know, a team's in bad form, they're the bottom and they get a result that you know, isn't expected, but that can't we can't be the team that happens against because it happens too often for my liking, and we need to have a firm grip on some some of these games and not be so weak as we are in certain occasions against teams that are you know struggling down the bottom. You know, Warsaw was a prime example. I think they're a bit better off now than they were when we played them, but I think when we played them, they were near near the bottom, only a few points ahead of the relegation zone, and we got turned over quite easily on that occasion, and that can't that can't happen again. If we're serious about having aspirations of, of getting in the playoffs and a bit further, we you know, we need to go there and win the game. It's as simple as you wanna be where you wanna be, you've got to win games like this and I'm 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 hoping that'll be the case and I just hope we we don't fall short again because you know, we can't afford to, as I say, if you, if we wanna finish where we wanna finish. No, I completely agree. Um, you know, the general saying is that no no game in League Two is an easy game and I do agree with that. Anyone can beat anyone, we know that. But at the same time, when we are the better team, which we are, um, you know, we should be going there with expecting to get a result. And I said that a few times this season. I stand by it. Um, literally, you could you could count a few times this season where, as you mentioned, generous Gillingham have come to town. Obviously, that Colchester game, which was mental at Priestfield. Um, you mentioned the Newport game as well at Priestfield. Grimsby away and Doncaster away, the ones that come to mind where we should have been getting results really, but because of the nature of our approach, in my opinion, we didn't. Um, you know, I know there's there's big money in the Premier League, but I'd almost compare it to something like maybe like Tottenham versus Burnley or something, you know, someone who's aiming to hit that, you know, we're in for the playoffs, they're aiming for Europe, whatever, whereas Burnley, someone punching below their weight, but you would expect Tottenham to go and beat Burnley. Might be a bit of a weird analogy, but that is almost the League 2 equivalent, for example. Um, so, yeah, I think we should be should be looking to win it. Um, we do struggle away from home. You know, we've not had the best results and I've sensed a lot of nervousness around the uh, around the team on a few away games. Um, I don't know if it plays in the head or whatever, but, you know, these sorts of games we should be going and imposing our style. And if we can, I think, get a good result. I'm... I'm potentially getting carried away after Saturday's second half, but I'm really liking the sort of setup we've got going on. I think we've got quite a settled back four now that we can swap out with injuries. Um, obviously, Jake's quite set in goal. Um, we'll come on to lineups in a minute, but I'm really pleased with how the, the three in midfield and three up front worked um, against Salford. Obviously, I did have a few questions about Nichols on his own, but I think he played one of his best games. Certainly the best game I've seen him play up front on his own. Um I suppose we'll go into lineups then, Owen. Obviously, like I said, we've got a lot of a lot of options now. Um, you know, Ashley Nallison's available. Uh, Tim Dieng as well, you mentioned, been on the bench. Thought he might have been pushing for a place, but Jeffries did really well. And I think Jeffries does does suit what Clemens tries to do. He's quite like him as a player. Um, I've heard on the grapevine. Obviously, I didn't see Clemens play too many times, but from what I've seen and what I've been told, quite a similar player. So I think he's quite set in stone. But, yeah, I suppose there's still a few decisions to be made. Um, potential change of formation, maybe, you know, as a tactician likes to do sometimes. But what would you go with, Owen? What sort of approach would you go with at the weekend? Um, 
Yeah, uh, too, a bit of trivia, actually. The last time we won in Tranmere was apparently 2006, and Stephen Clements played centre-half for Tranmere. I saw that the other day, so it bodes well. Um, last time Stephen Clements played for Tranmere against Gillingham, he, he, he won, and hopefully it's the first time he plays, he manages Gillingham against Tranmere, wins. But I don't know if anyone's interested in that, just saw it the other day. Um, honestly, it might sound boring. The only change I'd make is I'd just bring Scott back in for, for Max, which I know is really hypocritical of me after I was saying how well Max did last week, but... You got to be harsh sometimes, and you know Scott is our best player. I think for being in terms of technical ability, anyway, maybe not in terms of overall influence on games. I think Scott is too important to leave out if he's available. Um, honestly, I don't think we need to change anything other than that. I really don't. Um, I think what we were doing last week worked really well. Um, yeah, once we got the first goal, and uh, Matt Smith's goal is is pretty much indefendable, really. And if you, if you don't stop the cross, because he's going to be. Nine ninety nine out of a hundred people in the air in this division, and I just I just think we played really well second half, and I don't think there's really any need to change the way we approach that second half. The individuals involved, I know we had some substitutions, but they were all the ones who started and got us into that three one lead. Um, yeah, a bit of a boring answer, but I don't think we really really need to change anything. Um, you know, bond for Nichols maybe if you like, but again, would I drop Nichols off to getting a goal? I wouldn't because I don't think it'd be fair. I think he deserved to to keep his place. Um, you know, whatever you have, Conor Mahoney on the wing, you've you've always got a, a good chance of creating and, and getting something. And you know we've seen that he can, he can pick out a moment out of nowhere. And you know he's our best probably attacking player with that natural ability, I suppose. If you know, it's a weird way to to phrase it, but in terms of an attacking player, we have who can just get the ball and, and create a bit of magic. You know, Johnny Williams probably can do it. We haven't seen it enough. But I think Connor's definitely the one who can just bring bring that extra spark out of nothing and he's going to be vitally important for us between now and the end of the season and yeah I don't, I don't think I think it'd be harsh really to drop anyone and I've, I've said Mark I've said Max already sorry to come out for Scott but I think that is just from Max Clark's point of view it just really is unfortunate that you know Scott Malone's the other person in that position if it was anyone else in the division after his performance last week he'd probably be fine but that is the cynical nature of football unfortunately but yeah, I've had enough. I wouldn't change anything at all. I'd keep it as it is. And you know, one thing for Clements is if he wants to start maintaining the uh, victories in games and you know becoming consistent, you don't tend to change your team too often when you're doing that. Um, you want to keep a winning eleven that you can trust. And I think this is, you know, after getting his first win last week, it's going to be a, a test to see if the same team can follow it up. And I'd, I'd be confident they could do it. No, I agree. You often have two sort of approaches as a manager you can either change it up if you've got the luxury of having you know similar ability players to sort of suit the opposition you think of you know Pep Guardiola does it quite a lot Roberto De Zerbi at the top level or you can run with a consistent team and hope that reflects um reflects results I'm not sure we have a complete squad of players that would suit Clements you know for example I don't think you could you could swap Ogie out for Aimer, for example and it would have the same effect so yeah I agree that we should just take out um, Clark. Again, it's harsh, but like you say, we've just got Malone coming in. He's one of the best defenders in the league, I think. So that's just unfortunate for, for Max Clark. But yeah, good player to have around. Um, yeah, I think we've really stumbled on an interesting system here where I think Clements does want to play four three three. We could see that, you know, he played that against Fulham, also um, Wrexham and now uh, Salford as well. You know, a few tweaks here and there. Tried the idea of playing Mahoney in midfield to try and get, you know, one of our better ball players in central areas, but 
didn't really work out. And now I think having Lapsley, Mahoney and Williams in the team, um, but Lapsley alongside Jeffries rather than in front a lot of the time, was a massive plus. So, yeah, I'd be inclined to agree with, with the team. Um, I don't know where you get your stats from, by the way. I don't think Stephen Clement's ever played for Tranmere, so I don't know where that's come from. Um, I saw someone tweet out earlier as a Jules fan. Yeah, I don't think he ever played for Tranmere. I could be wrong. I just don't think he did. But I, did, I didn't double-check it on Google, but I just saw it and took it as gospel. Yeah, I actually do, I suppose. Um, yeah, I don't know. Is, is there anything you are in as chief sort of host? I think what else we need to cover? Obviously, we'll do predictions before we end, but just want to make sure I haven't missed anything out on my debut hosting episode. Um, it's been quite a quiet week overall. He didn't He didn't play for Tranmere. He, he put, I'm going to find who he, he tweeted that. I think it was Lee Clifton. I don't want to call him out, but he's like the most reliable person you could ever find. Well, yeah. There you go. Uh, what did you say, sorry? <laughs> <laughs> he is, to be fair. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe try and find it. But just for clarification, he did not play for Tranmere. Um, yeah, is there anything you think else we need to cover just before predictions? Obviously, it's been a busy week. Uh, well, it hasn't. It's been the opposite of a busy week. That's what I was meant to say. That's what I said the first time as well. It's been a quiet week. Um Anything else you need? You think he's mentioning as sort of chief hoster? That's your show, mate. Do what you want. All right. So we're now going to have a long chat about um, WWE. No, we're not. Um, but yeah, a little update on the. I could uh, do you... that. I could do that for an hour. To be fair, does anyone in the chat think CM Punk's coming back? <laughs> yeah, if you're not a wrestling fan, that's probably. Um... To be fair, I'd assume a lot of people know who CM Punk is, so maybe they're just a bit confused. Our our views are going to dramatically drop now for the foreseeable. Yeah, probably. We won't be talking about CM Punk. Um, The youth team have won against Eastleigh, which is good. They scored two goals in a minute, by the looks of things. Um, Straight from kickoff was the second second of those two. Don't have the the first names. Well, actually, one of them is Jimmy Hazeman and the second one, Clark. I'm not sure who the first... The first name, what the first name of that player is, but oh, uh, Ben Clark, I think. So yeah, good for the youth team to get through to the next round of the cup, and uh, yeah, positive week all round for for Jules, really. Um, right, Owen, what's your prediction for Saturday then? Um, I'm probably going overboard in terms of you know we've done it once, so why not do it again? I'm actually going to go for a three 0 victory. I like it. To be fair, I just, I just don't think we can. I, I, all I say is, as long as we win, I don't care. But I, I'd like to do this convincingly, and I can't. I really can't be asked with struggling and not beating a team like this because I've seen it enough. I've, I'm bored of coming on doing shows on a Saturday talk about how generous Jordan struck again. I just want us to go to a place we're expected to win and actually win. I know it sounds like a big ask for. <laughs> well, it doesn't sound like a big ask for any other team but us, but. We actually just go to a team we're expected to win at and win. Yeah, a few people said to me earlier in the season that I was being—I don't, I, you know—I don't know the exact words what they said, but you know they're pretty much saying I was being a bit deluded by saying that we should be going to grounds like Doncaster and expecting to win. This is when they were proper struggling as well, and obviously they beat us two-one. But I agree with Owen when we're the better team. I want to go to a to a ground that we're expected to win and win. Like, how hard can it be? I suppose. Um, yeah, my prediction is three one. So maybe we're both getting carried away, both predicting, uh, both predicting us to score three goals again. But happy days. Is there anything you would like to add, Owen, before we leave? We should probably plug the live show as well. Um, Block was in here; he's gone now. But December the thirteenth at Priestfield Stadium, we were doing a live show. Myself and Owen will both be there. 
as well as James and a couple of other speakers that have been on before. So, yeah, definitely um, grab your tickets for that. There are details on how to do that on the ME7 podcast Twitter page. Can't remember the email off the top of my head. I think it's block pictures, but yeah, double check it and all the details. Um, oh, so we just had a reply from Tony Woodrow, who has said that it was a game playing against Tranmere that Clements played. I'm not sure. We'll have to check the, the details. Um, we'll find out. We'll do some digging of, of Clements. But yeah, he definitely didn't, definitely didn't play for Tranmere. He was playing at a much higher level than that in his career. Um, what was I saying? Can't remember now. But yeah. Anything else you want to add before we go, Owen? Uh, I'll be live on Saturday at uh, around 3.30 a.m. I'll be doing a War Games watch along. If anyone wants to join, um, let me know and I'll get the space ready. <laughs> yeah, War Games is another WWE reference. Um, if you want to join our wrestling group chat, hit us up. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure there will be a post-match reaction um, on Saturday as well. We just had a message in from Stuart Lewis, not that one. I've wanted to do that for ages. I've wanted to do that for ages. Um, Robbie Stockdale played for Tranmere, apparently. So maybe it's Robbie Stockdale. Um, yeah, that, 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 admittedly, that probably is who I was thinking of. Sorry, Lee Clifton. I won't doubt you again. <laughs> just sold him down the river on the podcast. But yeah, um, check out tickets for our live show. We'll be back on Saturday. Hope everyone enjoyed tonight. Thank you very much for your company. And, uh, yeah, here's to a safe trip to everyone going up to Tranmere with three more points. Thank you very much for listening and up to Jill's.